Welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. We are going to be talking about John Mulaney's comedy special on Netflix titled John Mulaney, Baby J. And then also the Netflix original series, Kunk on Earth. So two little Netflix shows. Well, and never forget our favorite part of the episode nowadays is our little succession. <laughs> Waste our water cooler moment where we get to talk about episode seven. But first, TV news. Uh, Jordan, what do you have for us this week? Well, as we were kind of discussing, most of our news is all surrounding the writer's strike that is going on right now. Um, which it is like, I mean, we've already lived through one writer's strike, you know? So it's kind of like, what is going to happen to these shows? I'm sure you've seen the tweet where it's like, when we, the last, what happened with the last writer's strike and it's like the storyline of when Landry murders someone on Friday Night Lights. Mm -hmm. And I didn't watch Heroes, but I see a lot of mentions of Mm -hmm. Heroes, which I know you Mm -hmm. watched. Yes. It was felt. It was felt. Yeah. So I'm assuming there's going to, I mean, basically the headlines are either shows are being delayed because they're no longer in production right now in support of their show's writers, or they're continuing production despite having no writers on (laughs) staff currently. So I guess I would actually prefer the shows that are halting production because we don't want any Landry season two Friday Night Lights situations, but no. TBD. So basically, the first one that I I'm sad to say, Andor is one of the ones that is resuming production. Oh, I haven't um, seen that. I did read something that someone said that the showrunner did wrote most of the episodes like the 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 writing of it and stuff but what i'm seeing because there's a lot of people on twitter that just understand the strike way better than i ever will because Mm -hmm. they're kind of saying like the problem is like yes the scripts may be written but what about on set when you're actually filming and you realize that a line doesn't work and so oh let's get the writers in like how can we rewrite this better does this plot even still make sense blah 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 and it's like yeah, we've as we've just talked about, we've seen what happens when you don't have writers on set and the plots tank and the shows stop working for a while. Mm-hmm. And so it's pretty scary. Yeah. Honestly, it's been so fascinating to see the shows that are like continuing or halting. And it's reminded me of shows that I like forgot about. For example, I saw a Washington Post article today that was like, which shows has the writer's strike halted? And it's like Stranger Things, Cobra Kai, Yellow Jackets, Hacks, and Good Omens. And I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about that Whoa. Good Omens show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I so did too. I actually, I knew there, I think I saw something like a while ago about a season two, mm-hmm. but it barely cracked the surface of my brain clearly because i was that was two apartments ago shocking for both of us yeah Yeah, it was (laughs) that was i think in our very first year of podcasting (laughs) wow that's so wild 
Mm. That's a very helpful list, actually, because I definitely don't. I haven't been like bookmarking every tweet that I see where they make an an announcement. There's like Mm -hmm. too many to even bookmark. Um, One that I saw people were really worried about continuing production is the Rings of Power, the Lord of the Rings (laughs) show on Mm -hmm. Prime. Everyone was like, oh, no, like the writing was already kind of tough, Mm -hmm. I think. And um, something I bookmarked today, speaking of Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, is that um, I just thought this was really funny, is that um, the spider from Lord of the Rings, whose name is Shelob, it says exclusive young Shelob is a character that will be featured in season two with a small role. Like that's an actor itself. (laughs) Young Shelob. I was like, like young it looks Sheldon. like they wrote Young Sheldon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we might not have the writers, but at least we have Young Shelob, the spider. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Very I, weird. I was loving all the tweets talking about that show specifically and how they were proceeding on. Um, I have a tweet bookmarked <laughs> about how Roku's leaning into unscripted shows to get away from the writer's strike, including... Um, a Charlie Puth comedy that they ordered. <laughs> what? And honestly, oh I'll my say gosh. it. I like Charlie Puth, but I'm kind of worried about that. <laughs> I'm de- I'm I'm very neutral on Puth. I'm I'm not pro or pro or uh, anti Puth. But <laughs> I guess if you are like in another industry and you're like oh, I've always kind of wanted to get into acting. Now's your time Now's to have the time. some kind of reality show. But I feel like even reality shows definitely need writers, you know? Yeah. So. Another one they have listed is that um, the Great American Baking Show that's going to be on Roku, which I'm like, oh, yeah. I feel like like at least like the hosts and stuff should be scripted because they're mm-hmm. bad. But I guess it makes sense if they just like write their own stuff. But like, I mean, the one that has, I feel like, like Kimmy Schmidt as like one of the hosts and that guy from Succession and Severance. Yeah, Cherry. Zach yeah. Cherry, I want to yeah. say. I um I feel like a real a game show style of a reality show needs way more writers than even like a selling sunset type reality show i yeah. think because yes. they do have to write out everything they have to read out the rules the they like narrate the show and it's not like there's not one-liners in all the narration you know like mm-hmm. you have to write like it's like someone's writing a little storybook throughout each episode <laughs> hmm interesting very interesting <sighs> wow i actually don't remember like how long the last writer's strike went like I don't really actually know that much about it to be honest and so I don't know how long we can expect to like be in the middle of a writer's strike I I might need to do some more research and we could do part two next week during <laughs> next week's news <laughs> definitely yeah because I feel like I've it's wet from what I've heard it's like all over the board like even my boy Matt Rogers was like I had people I like he was saying that he like had insiders who were like telling him like oh like they're basically almost at a at an agreement like it's gonna be fine and then like the next day it was released all of the things that like all of the networks refused to budge on and it's like 
they weren't even close to making wow. a deal. Like, you can't trust anyone. So it's almost like COVID, like the early days of COVID, when they're like, "Oh, it'll be like a month max." Yeah, that we're like Just in stay lockdown inside or for whatever. Two weeks, and like, <laughs> you know, we all know how that went. Three years later, we still have like at home COVID tests and things. <laughs> like, yeah, people are still getting it. Mm-hmm. So I hope the writer's strike doesn't last as long. I hope not. We might be stuck with Charlie Puth and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Every episode of our podcast is just about <laughs> Charlie Puth. I have to get a Roku again. <laughs> Can you even ro- watch Roku TV if you don't have a Roku? Can you like watch that channel? I have no idea. Haven't tried. Hmm. I am very excited because it was announced that Molly Gordon is going to be on season two of The Bear as well. I feel like every week we're announcing someone new. And again, it's another person that I personally really love and adore. So I'm very excited. Mm -hmm. I feel like every week there's something new with Molly Gordon. Also true. And I feel like she's your close personal friend. I also feel that. So thank you for agreeing. (laughs) I really do think like you should I don't know like you should get some special perks like get to meet her or something because I feel like you are like you've stand her for a long time you're mm-hmm. like an OG stan of hers I am I'm kind of and like her personal publicist that works for free yeah exactly <laughs> that she doesn't know about yeah <laughs> yeah I saw today that they posted that season two is dropping on June 22nd and all episodes oh so it won't exciting. be week by week fun yeah the poster literally says under the title all episodes streaming thank you thank you can every show spell it out like that please because it gets a little confusing and that's coming from two girlies who watch a lot of tv and talk about on (laughs) podcasts if we're confused i don't think it's an us problem you know and how how do the poor the poor regular the regular joes out there watching who don't look at imdb 50 (laughs) times a day (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) This is mostly just funny and something we've kind of already discussed, but I guess it was like not totally final, but I guess it's now final final that Yellowstone is going to be ending after the fifth season. Oh, and Kevin. Yeah, I think so. And uh, my friend Chelsea actually was like, did you see the uh, GQ's post about it? And so I had to go see it, and it really is so funny because it says, call your parents, their favorite TV series is over. (laughs) Hashtag Yellowstone TV will end with its fifth season as Kevin Costner exits the series. Oh, that is so funny. There's never been anything more true. So sorry to all the parents out there. My parents are going to be devastated. Same. Yellowstone is like half my dad's personality. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> have they watched all the spinoffs oh yeah I'm, i or think prequels so or whatever my parents love those ones too yeah so they'll be fine they still have those and there's that new one that they're gonna do anyway so and probably yeah probably even more are on the way mm-hmm. i'm actually surprised that they're like not just continuing it with a different like remember they were saying like oh maybe matthew mcconaughey is gonna i think be the that's new the spinoff stuff that's the spinoff. Oh, okay. Okay. But I that's don't know. That's kind of cool. Like, yeah. TBD. I'm sure that's probably going to take over 
like there's going to be a lull of other shows having any news because of the strike. And so like it's going to be a bunch of all the new Yellowstone spinoffs. Because if <laughs> what's his name that Taylor Tyler Sheridan, Taylor Sheridan, mm-hmm. like if he he's kind of like the Sam Levinson of Yellowstone, right? Like doesn't yeah. he like do it all himself? He's so the Shonda Land. If he wants to, he can just keep doing it. <laughs> Sheridan Shondaland. I was just making a joke in my head of like when there were two foot set of footprints in the sand during the writer's strike (laughs) it was Taylor Sheridan and Shondaland with everyone on their backs. (laughs) Does Shondaland not support this writer's strike? No she probably does. I'm just I don't know. I just she's always pumping stuff out you know. Well she is. Well (laughs) I mean she in particular because she's on Netflix now yeah and netflix is one where they're like they're the meanest of all i think you better keep doing your jobs yeah they're the ones that won't release except for stranger things numbers yeah true stranger things i think is the only one because the duffer brothers or whatever are like no we won't do it and i think like every other netflix show has to keep going (laughs) or something so i don't know it's not, I guess I shouldn't be like chuckling as I say these things. It's just like, it almost doesn't feel real, but it is affecting real people's, you know, lives, I guess. Yeah. It's freaky. Something, this is actually my last piece of news that I bookmarked. Um, But something I forgot to mention that also is related to the writer's strike was that, and this, I mean, the MTV Movie Awards were yesterday, but I thought it was very interesting that Drew Barrymore stepped down as host like days before it because she was like no i'm not crossing the picket line and i was like wow kudos well so who did host if it was yesterday anyone i don't know this one tweet i'm seeing though (laughs) probably that um what's that um that cgi influencer lil michaela (laughs) (laughs) lil michaela hosted honestly Um, that would make sense yeah that would be kind of interesting actually but no i'm not sure who replaced her but it the show did cancel their red carpet oh interesting that was interesting i did see a lot of posts about people like accepting their awards yeah taylor swift was uh winning awards while her concert was on hiatus for the (laughs) (laughs) rainstorm (sighs) have you seen anything about this peacock series with kaylee kuko and chris messina I did see something about that. I forgot it was Peacock. I hadn't heard about it until some pictures were released. And I can't even figure out what it's called. It's just about, like, it's about uh, true crimes, explosion, and pop culture. And Jason Bateman is a producer. So Jason Bateman plus Chris Messina. Peacock seems to be winning. And Me like we, <laughs> we need to get into it, I think. I think that's what I... I think we do, too. I think we do, too. I thought I wouldn't need to because Girls 5 Eva was moving over, but I need to. They got me. Me, too. Um, my last piece of news is just that they announced that the finale of Succession is going to be 90 minutes long. And thank you to that. Love it. Love can it. Can it be two hours? <laughs> I wouldn't be mad if it were three. No. A Marvel movie can be, be three great. hours. Succession can be three hours. <laughs> it's only fair. It really is. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Oh, I wish I could like rent out a movie theater for the su- Succession finale. Tell myself. 
Oh, I don't want anyone else in the theater, just me. <laughs> well, it is funny because I like discussing it with like the people I am discussing it with. Mm-hmm. But when when I see the tweets that show up in my For You timeline, sometimes I'm like, are you an idiot? Are you watching the same show I'm watching? <laughs> and like the one that was the most annoying to me. I mean, we can get into this when we have our Waystar water cooler moment. But I was like, wow, can't believe that you you just think you broke the news on some amazing connection you made. And I'm like, uh, duh. <laughs> like, uh, duh. They wanted us to know that. <laughs> I uh, can't wait to hear uh, what it is because maybe it will be an yeah. a, a duh move, moment that I didn't put together. Who knows? I feel like, well, yeah, then Kay. I'll, I'll eat my words if that's the case, <laughs> because I thought okay. it was like, yeah, duh. Um, this is kind of a chaotic news section today. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm going to blame the, 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 uni- or the, who's to blame, who's paying the writers or who's uh, not paying the writers. I blame them. And also our writers are on strike too. So we're going off the handle. (laughs) (laughs) We stand with solidarity with WGA. (laughs) We're not making our writers work tonight. (laughs) Oh, wow. Funny. For our top three, we're relating it to John Mulaney's comedy special. If you don't know already, basically his whole entire special is him talking about his road to rehab. And a lot of it is focusing on the intervention that he famously had, um, which I already had known about because it was like discussed on some late night show, I think with Seth Meyers. Like, I think he talked about it. Long story short, if you don't know, basically his intervention was filled with like a ton of famous people, specifically like comedians and it was like the social event of the season, his yeah. intervention. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for our top three, we're naming our um, top three TV characters we'd like to walk into our in- intervention and see sitting there. <laughs> um, Jordan, you go first. And you should just name all three of yours. Okay, perfect. That's actually funny that you say that because when I was listing them out, I was like, eh, it kind of makes more sense if I just say them all at once. Well, perfect. So, wow. I read your mind. Um, two of them are very similar, but I just felt like they would be such a calming, a calming presence for me, but also give me some, the tough love that I need. Great. And they are Tammy Taylor and Lorelai Gilmore. I also have Lorelai Gilmore and I Stop. almost said Tammy, but I was like, I'm pretty sure I mentioned her in my top three last week. You totally did. I actually almost said that. I was like, well, I know Taylor's not going to say that because she said her last week. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. But, but I totally just, That's the exact. Life. That It's just so perfect because like that's just the exact kind of personality and person that I would want there. Like a mom figure. She's like 0% judgmental. Right. Right. But like also will give it to me straight and tell me what I, even if I don't want to hear it, I need to hear. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I was trying to think of another person who could maybe like relate to potentially having like a substance abuse, a little bit of a problem. I don't think he's, he's not so bad. He needs an intervention, but, um, I said Tyrion Lannister. (laughs) (laughs) He loves, he loves his wine. I think he would be like, look, I know like you're not a bad person. I feel you, but he's also like, I don't know. There's kind of like a 
paternal quality to him, don't you think? Yeah. A little bit? I, yeah, I think so. I just feel like this trio would be, like, very, like, they would keep me grounded and give me tough love, like I said. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I'll, I would feel loved by them. Yeah. No, I think that's a perfect trio. I'd love to see them all three in a room. <laughs> me too. I would just be, I would be like, I don't care what you're here for. Yeah. But it was all worth it. Happy to see you all. <laughs> yes. This is our funniest. This is one of our funniest top threes. It honestly is. It's kind of unhinged, but I like it. I like it too. Okay. So I walk in, I see Lorelai Gilmore. Then I also love see it. Pat from the other two. The mom. Dream. Molly Shannon, if you're not Molly in the know. Molly Shannon. Yes. Um, wow, we really wanted moms moms in there with us. Yeah, that is so true. That was also just a way for me to say that I think on the last episode, or maybe two episodes of this podcast ago, I was like, oh, I should watch the other two. Well, don't worry. I watched <laughs> all of the other two. I'm all the way caught up, and I'm obsessed with it. And you should all watch it. I'm so happy. It's really gotten to the point where, like, I've I've been like kind of telling like oh Taylor you should really watch the show and now like you know it better than I know it actually now which is like really I love <laughs> uh, yeah like I was so excited to discuss the new episodes with you but you haven't watched them yet but <laughs> no I now su- I'm behind <laughs> I support your need to rewatch before you start those yeah I want to um and then my third person I also went for someone who could kind of relate and has kind of been through this process before um you know i'm kind of surprised there were less people who like deal with addiction on like tv shows than i thought there would be um but i said adam from girls he was like so good nice and like helpful with jessa when like she started going to aa and they ended up being very bad for each other but in the beginning he was like really good and like helpful and like he's always like supportive of people's journeys whether that's like sobriety or not totally yeah aa adam is my favorite adam actually yeah he's great it's nice yeah okay john mulaney i liked it i thought yes i heard like it was very very different than his usual specials which had you seen any of his previous specials yes his special new in town that i had never heard of him before when i watched that and i was like crying laughing i love that comedy special and i to this day i think it's probably my favorite stand-up special i've ever watched it's just i'll very, have to go like, back and watch it yeah well it's very interesting how he talks like kind of gives kind of a commentary on his previous specials in yeah. this one because like in the in new in town specifically that's the one i've watched multiple times um I'm trying to think. Oh, I think I think his other one is called Kid Gorgeous. That's also on Netflix. And that one I don't remember as well. I don't, I don't remember loving it as much as New in Town. But in New in Town specifically, he talks about like, oh, I used to like drink all the time in high school. Like he has like kind of these like party stories and stuff. And he's like, I used to be an alcoholic. But and then in Baby J, he's like, well, implying that he like was on drugs currently at the time of like filming new in town and stuff Mm -hmm. and it's just very interesting because i mean i've seen people quoting this on social media and it's probably one of the lines that stood out to me the most when he says likability is a prison Mm -hmm. and it's a really succinct 
great way to say that idea because it is and like being obsessed with your image and kind of like the people pleasing vibes like things like that of like because in new in town the vibe he has to me is very like oh I'm just this nice guy like nice little guy who's like nervous about things and blah 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 blah. and it's very funny and then hearing it's like well I was like intentionally well I had a way I wanted to be perceived kind of thing you know but I did I laughed I feel like I don't know how many like laugh out loud moments I had but there were definitely some he's very funny and I thought it was really interesting and I enjoyed it yeah I've never I'm new to comedy specials I used to think I was against them but I think I was just being a brat because I used to say like I don't like it when people are trying to make me laugh (laughs) which is really dumb (laughs) well maybe you like watched ones that legit weren't funny probably I don't even know if I'd really watched them I think I was just like I'm stubborn and I don't like someone expecting me to laugh at these specific things, Mm -hmm. I think. I mean, that makes sense. And it's kind of like there's a cringe factor to stand up for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think that just goes to show it's like when it's good, it's really good. And I really liked this. I mean, I fell in love with John Mulaney during the sack lunch, sack lunch bunch. Um, Yes. That was honestly my first dive into him yikes <laughs> but you know uh, what I mean <laughs> um like I knew who he was but I thought it was funny in his special he like talks about how when he was at rehab like no one recognized him that was really funny <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious because I was thinking I was like I honestly like I mean I probably would now but like I don't think I would have recognized him just because like he's so known for like always being in a suit that, like, if I saw him at a rehab, like, wearing normal clothes, like a t-shirt and jeans, I don't know that he would have been, like, that recognizable. But I just liked thinking about, like, if I saw him at a gas station, would I recognize him? I mean, today, yes. But, like, mm-hmm. three years ago, would I? I don't know. He's so tall, though. You would probably be like, where do I know that guy from? Yes. and that's But that's because, like, I am heavily involved in pop culture. True. But I... So like, and you never forget a face. Yeah, I just thought that was funny. That was one of my, that was a very very funny part. I just thought he was very like personable. I loved how he would like address the audience as like Boston because he was clearly in Boston. But like he'd be like, like you know how I am, Boston, or like stuff like that. Like it was just like mm-hmm. he was talking to a singular person. I thought that was really cute. Yeah, I lo- I laughed out quite out loud quite a bit. I really liked him. Yeah, it was good. I really, I want you to watch New in Town now because I feel like something that I like about his stand-up is that he's like telling stories kind mm-hmm. of instead of doing a bunch of like bit by setups bit. and bits yeah. and stuff, you know? And so I feel like, yeah, highly recommend. My question for you, do you think there actually was a kid in the audience that he was talking to? It almost fit in too perfectly for like the things he was going to say. And I was like, can you, I don't hear a kid talking. Is there a child up there? <laughs> so I wondered that if that was so all fake. Funny. <laughs> you know, I didn't even question it because of like, like Heather McMahon, when we recently saw her, like mm-hmm. her interacting with the audience was so funny and some of my favorite parts. And it did mm-hmm. seem like John Mulaney was legitimately um, kind of thrown off by such a little kid being there. 
Like he saw that kid and was like, you are distracting me basically. But I'll have to ask if like he did, like, I feel like that's a weird thing to include because like he came to Salt Lake. I'd have to like ask someone who saw him in Salt Lake if he did that bit here. Yeah. But maybe it was for the Netflix special. I was just like, it worked in so well. Like at some points it kind of was the punchline that there was like a fifth grader there or Mm -hmm. something. So I was like, this is a little too perfect in his, in his like script. So I don't know. I think I was feeling a little cynical. Imagine being in that audience and like, you don't hear anybody respond, responding at all. (laughs) (laughs) That would be hilarious. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, maybe did they tell that box? Like, Hey, by the way, (laughs) Or like, hi, you're an actor. Don't react. <laughs> Just laugh politely. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. But yeah, I recommend watching it. I think it is only like an hour and a half, which yeah, I love. Yeah, me too. Even, I will say, even we have a friend who's like anti-John Mulaney because of him leaving his wife and having a baby with Olivia Munn. She just got very invested in all of that drama. And so she's like kind of anti-John Mulaney and... She was watching it and she was like, unfortunately, I love it. Like, it's he's really funny. (laughs) She texted me about it, actually. Oh, did she? But we've talked about his old stuff, too. So I think she's like a former fan, which I mean, I kind of get it. And he kind of addresses this where it's like. As a former fan, I couldn't believe when it all this like the tabloid stuff came out about him because in my head, based on what I know about him and his stand up, he's kind of like a sweetie pie. Mm-hmm. you know likability is a prison i have mm-hmm. all these expectations set for someone i don't know based on the story he performs for us you yep. know those parasocial relationships I, exactly and so like for me as like a fan who also is kind of like ugh, like i'm kind of a little i'm disappointed that he's out living up to what i thought he was like you know mm-hmm Especially because, like, I followed him and his wife and their dog and stuff on their all their Instagrams, <laughs> which his his dog recently died. It's very sad. Oh, that is really sad. Petunia the Frenchie, very sad. sad. But so it's so yeah, like I I totally get that. I feel like I if we weren't watching it for the podcast, like I I probably would have eventually watched it, but I was kind of I would have maybe been like oh, I'm kind of off a of John Mulaney, you know, like yeah. maybe I'll skip it because I'm like meh. He's not my fave anymore. So mm-hmm. I totally, I totally see where she's coming from with that. I don't think I, I, I spun all the way into anti, but I definitely felt a little icky about him, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. And I think this was like kind of a, it was like good for me to see who's like kind of some of the people that he's literally talking about in yeah. the special. Yeah. I loved all the Pete Davidson stuff because I, I it is interesting like you get involved in pop culture and you like feel a way about a person strictly because of the things that you read but like you really don't know that person and like I thought it was really special that like Pete Davidson called him five times in a row like because he didn't answer like I felt like that was like really thoughtful and really nice and I'm usually on the fence about Pete so I I thought that that was cute. Yeah, as someone who unfairly really doesn't like Pete Davidson. Yeah. Um, for going against all the things I just said. <laughs> um, but 
I did think that was nice. And also we know that Pete is like a former addict too. In Pete's own words, he was sober for the first time in eight years and he quit drugs. I don't know any other details. So it kind of all adds up where I would think that Pete would be especially worried if he could relate to addiction in a way. Yeah. And it sounds like he legitimately hasn't done drugs as an adult, really, because that was more when he was like a teenager, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That was all I had. Anything else? No, nothing from me. Um, Kunk on Earth is something that I feel I still feel like I haven't seen that many people like online talking about it. But so many people at my work have talked about it and have basically like begged me to <laughs> to watch I feel like and so I was kind of apprehensive to watch it I'm interested to hear your take on it also I guess I should give an intro of what it even is sorry yeah go for it um if you haven't heard of it it's like a mockumentary style type of show with or is it I don't even how would it's you describe like, it I would say that it's like it's almost like a show you would see on the history channel type of show where it's like someone is doing like narration but also interview it's almost like an episode of 60 minutes actually that's more what it's like show yeah but in the way that it is definitely like whatever is the mockumentary it's like a it's like a parody of those shows maybe yes yes my sister uh compared it to nathan for you but like with a history show Mm-hmm. I, go- I totally got Nathan for you vibes especially when so much of the show is her interviewing experts mm-hmm. like historians and stuff and those were very Nathan for you well even her narration actually is very Nathan for you mm-hmm. but BBC sponsored so yes British which was a fun spin um my overall take on it was I'm enjoying this I I really like um that very dry british humor so i was like appreciative again i what maybe i just wasn't in like an lol mood i was i didn't laugh out loud very often but like i was like appreciating that it was funny um i i kind of regret that i needed to i ended up binging it because i feel like um part of the humor of the, each episode is that it's pretty repetitive i feel like like some of the punchlines like she kept asking like oh well can we can we go back in time and tell the act or can we tell the actors that in this uh or like the people in this uh hieroglyphic can we tell them that it's gonna be okay and they're like well they are dead now and she'd be like oh that's a shame and I was like okay I just heard that joke I thought so I feel like maybe if I hadn't been binging it all in once like basically two sittings then maybe I would have like uh wouldn't felt the like the repetition but i felt i i actually felt like it went on a little long sadly well that i am kind of relieved because i feel like you're talking about it more positively than i will but i agree with everything you said i didn't binge at all like i had watched a couple episodes like i watched like the first like three episodes like one by one like a couple weeks in between or like days in between Because my first thought when I first started it was I was not, maybe I just wasn't in an LOL type of mood. But honestly, I didn't really laugh at any of them. And like, Mm. that was my whole thing where I was like, technically, this is funny. Like what she is saying, I do think is funny. But none of it is like surprising me or making me like laugh out loud. 
it, which was just like kind of felt like a bummer because like I did think that it, like technically it was funny, but it just, I yeah. think it wasn't. I just think it wasn't my humor style, is what I have. Wow, narrowed it down to. I think yeah. I I well I um I'm kind of sad that my theory that it would have worked better if I'd spaced it out doesn't really hold up because that I'm is sorry. how you watched it. I like that we're appro- that we approached it in those different ways though. Yeah, that is really interesting. Without even planning it. But yeah, yeah, I feel like it's something I would I would tell people. I think it's worth a watch. I just I was kind of like surprised at that it's such a short show and I felt kind of bored by the end. Like I was like waiting for the the last two episodes to wrap up. Yeah, like I was like pausing it to like go do something else because it was a show where I feel like I had to be paying my full attention to really be getting like mm-hmm. catch the jokes because they're all in that same tone. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes there's a joke, sometimes there's not, which is f- I think that's fun. And I really do like that style of humor, but I wasn't like laughing. But I'll also physically. say something else I kind of struggled with was like, so they're talking about these like real life, real life history and events but then I kind of struggled with like, okay, well, what's real and what's not? Like, I'm kind of confused here on like, where's where does the joke end and the like true history begin? Because like some of the stuff she was saying I could tell was like based in reality, but like she was saying it in a way that I was like, I, don't, I can't really tell what's real and what's not. And like, I guess that's not really the point, mm-hmm. but... I kind of ended it just being like, I don't really understand what the point of this show was. <laughs> like, I think I got dumber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, that's really funny. I did. I did find anytime she was interviewing someone, I found that enjoyable and also like so cringy. And I'm so curious, like, what did the, what did they tell the people she was interviewing like beforehand? Yeah. Yeah. I thought know. that too. I did think that she was a really funny actor and yeah. was amazing at keeping a straight face the entire time. Cause she was saying a lot of like very ridiculous things, but in the most serious voice possible, which I did like, like I thought that was very silly mm-hmm. that she's saying really just like wacky stuff in like this very like serious and educational sounding British voice, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I actually was thinking? I was thinking that it felt almost like the like some YouTube videos that I used to love watching in college. It was like kind of like I feel like this would have fit in on YouTube. Yes, and maybe it would have been good as like a little YouTube series like 10-minute episodes or something. It's very similar mm-hmm. to um Kyle. <laughs> Yeah, it would have killed it on Quibi. It would have been um, amazing. Kyle Mooney? Is that what you're going to say? It's Kyle Mooney interview style-esque. Yeah. Which you love Kyle Mooney. I do. So that's another... I don't don't know why it didn't work for me. I honestly have no idea. I I wish that... I think that if it had been three episodes long, I wouldn't have felt so, like, kind of fatigued by the end because I do... Like, each episode pretty much was identical to the last. And so once I kind of heard all of the jokes... In those first three, I was kind of like ready for any like something new to start happening, and nothing ever did. Yeah, um, which is why I just felt so repetitive. I'm glad you felt that. I was intrigued to hear your opinions on the show because mm-hmm. everyone else I've heard who's watched it has loved it. I did love that her name was Philomena Conk. I thought that was funny. 
I love saying kunk. Yeah, it's a great word. <laughs> it's really funny and fun and kunk on earth is a great title. <laughs> yeah, have fun at work telling everyone you hated it. <laughs> literally, literally I was, today I was like, I'm scared to tell. No one asked me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, crush of the week. I'll go first. I'm going to say John Mulaney. I just I he, I thought he looked I think even just looks wise he was cute in in the special so I yeah I, he looked I great he looked great um and yeah he was cute and I also love that suit and like the stage coloring and like stage mm-hmm. setup was really cool it was nice yeah I wanted to like hang out with him I just I'm 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 dying for you to watch New in Town because I don't think that I don't think that Baby J ruined any of new in town i think it's just gonna be it would be interesting to watch it knowing that he was like actively still addicted to drugs while he did it but yeah. it's just like his jokes are so funny and it's also so low budget compared to this beautiful baby J like stage with the lights and everything like it was amazing and new in town is like i think that's how like that was his big break i i think Okay. And so I think it would be really fun to go back and rewatch it. Like I actually wanted to go back and rewatch it once I watched Baby J, but I couldn't. Maybe I'll do it tonight. I can't wait. And you could do it while you're like, you could have it on while you're doing other stuff. It's like the perfect thing to have on. I'm going to turn it on and take a bath. And I can say all the funny things from it to you and (laughs) recite the lines to you with you. And that'll be fun. Perfect. (laughs) There's there's so many funny things. I'm thinking about them right now. (laughs) Anyway, all this to say, I think that's a perfectly valid crush choice. And my crush choice is, I think that's a way better crush choice than who I had the hots for this week. Personally. Wow. I can't wait to hear. Well, I said freaking Nate from succession. I hate that. <laughs> I'm like attracted to him this much. Um, you know, I, think I feel that, like we didn't get enough of him. Yeah. Like I think that he's a, he's a, a good and gross character to have around when he's around. It's always a little exciting because it's very tense, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, it's kind of weird too, because like all of his stuff has been with Shiv and, but I forget that he has ties with Kendall too, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, it's just very like, he's a good like action driving character to have around. And I do think he's cuter than like most of the other guys on the show. Did you um, see that tweet that was like, I forget that all of the Roy siblings are in the same dating pool. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, do it I need to rewatch wild. this episode? Yeah. It's very, <laughs> it's weird. It's so funny. I honestly thinking about succession spinoffs, I would love to see succession college days. That'd be amazing. Like, I don't even really know where they, like, did they all go to the same school? They all kind of know the same they have like the same history of friends kind of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or let's and i would go, love to let's see go gossip girl style let's go to high school first oh oh my gosh <laughs> that'd be amazing be i want to do it um that would be so genius like something i was i just had a flashback to in season one with nate and shiv when shiv is like i tried playing with you you broke like mm-hmm. show me that story please yeah i would absolutely love to see it all it's just like he it was a perfect episode for him to be in because he's like kind of an agent of chaos even when he's not really doing anything mm-hmm. and it was such a chaotic episode things just like falling apart everywhere and so it was it was great from the first time they mentioned that they're even gonna like 
like I think we should bring in Nate and you're just like uh oh what's gonna what is gonna happen this episode (laughs) yeah his presence was like exciting and I'm I also think he's hot (laughs) yeah and he has a he does have like a conscience which makes him a little yeah hotter 100 percent yeah we're we're spending time with all the like <laughs> we're like having the hots for roman who's like kind of the maga prince <laughs> like so then we get to see like oh i forgot that there's democrats in this universe too <laughs> so he's automatically like just a little like 10 points hotter for sure <laughs> yeah Okay, waste our water cooler moment basically already started, but wow, this episode I thought was so good. I mean, I know I say that like every week, but like I'm loving the every episode is a day and like basically the whole episode happening in like one place. We're just yes. getting like so much from from it and we famously have said before like our favorite episodes are of succession are when the whole family's together and we're getting that every every episode. Mm-hmm. and I'm so glad it's just like I felt like this episode it felt like it was like buzzing because it was just like I already mentioned that that there was like very high tension in every single scene but really like it was just like jumping from party like corners of the party all the time and like everyone is so stressed out about something internally like even beyond like I think about how Tom like I wasn't really act- actively thinking about Tom's situation during the party because there's so many other big conversations going on. But then when he and Shiver having their big fight and he's like, well, you've basically been telling like everyone that like I'm going to get fired and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, that is what she was saying. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like I just love that there were so many just like actions and things going on at once all these plot points all like kind of coming to a head it was great yeah like there's just so much to keep track of Mm -hmm. even jerry like jerry and roman that was like a fraction of the episode and it was a gigantic huge moment Mm -hmm. but it was like so quick and like oh i just like i felt like everything made me feel like there was like a sting like i i like I'm gonna, I I felt like bruised coming away from this episode. I was like, oh, they just really put me through this. Someone's just wow. like punching you in the arm over and over again and you don't notice till the it's episode's kinda, over. Yes, that's how it felt. I was like, I'm out of breath. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh my gosh. Um, what I was the that tweet Jerry you moment. saw earlier where you were like, duh? Oh, okay. Um, Someone tweeted, they were like, don't like, Reminder for everyone who forgot. <laughs> Shiv's Shiv's mom last season said <laughs> she shouldn't be a mother. Okay, I saw and that Tom too, and said I was that like, tonight. It's like, are yeah, you that an was idiot? like the main reason why uh, that was. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I was like, That's duh. So funny. And I felt like it was just one season ago, and it's probably the most important interaction that the mom has besides betraying them at the end well it's basically shiv's entire personality and why she is what the way she is yes so that it made me so mad that i was like why does it have so many likes why does it have so many retweets like it's a very obvious connection to probably the worst thing you can say to shiv yeah and these two really important figures in her life have now said it to her and she's literally pregnant like 
I, I, it just made me so annoyed. I was like, okay, you're not the genius you think you are for connecting no. these two insults. No, no, no. But wow, what is going to happen? I keep thinking that she's going to tell someone and it keeps not happening. I know. It's stressing me out. I mean, out. Maybe, maybe she's legitimately, I mean, because like she had that phone call with her doctor in this world like three days ago, two days ago, right? I guess that's true. Yeah. And so maybe it's like, oh, I don't, I don't even want to think about this until after the election, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I famously love political shows. And so getting a like peek into the political process through this show has been so fun. And I'm just like on the edge of my seat waiting for next week's episode, which is the election night. Because <sighs> as someone who has like participated in a congressional election nights a couple of times they are it's the most intense night I've ever been a part of and that was like as a lowly staffer and (laughs) so like for a presidential election and like Tom's role is pretty big for like his day he's got a big day ahead of him I understood why he was so tired (laughs) that I actually really I related to him in that moment he's like I need to go to sleep so like everybody go home i really i really turned on him because he didn't really need to get so ugly with shiv but when he was really mad at the like right before they have their big fight i i really related to him when he said bedtime for bonzo i was like (laughs) that was like my favorite line of the night it was so funny i was like that's what i'm gonna say every time i'm really tired now (laughs) bedtime for bonzo my favorite line of the night was also a tom line when he said a party present for being such a hot piece of ass like i feel like that line i wish i had someone to say that to in my life (laughs) but because like i it's like my whole personality right now that's like you're gonna that'll be your motivation for getting on the apps (laughs) just so you can find a significant other to say that to every night all my or every morning. questions or answers will be that line <laughs> well you know if they're all succession references you could weed out anyone who's like exactly doesn't know succession mm-hmm. oh so speaking about election because you i think were the one who told me about reading i think we've even mentioned it on this very pod maybe last week that jesse armstrong said episode eight is going to be the most shocking after not like Logan's death, obviously the most shocking. And then the second shocking thing will be mm-hmm. episode eight, which now we know is election night. So mm-hmm. I'm like, is Connor going to freaking win? <laughs> well, the, in the preview for the next week, it kind of leads you to believe he has more of an edge than we initially thought. And that is so wild. wild. And so wild. I'm sure you listened to the HBO succession podcast today where they, oh, you know, I did. They interviewed the guy that, has also been very heavily involved in politics and so they like hired him to like help with the show and he even said like you're going like this next episode is like shocking what is gonna happen also kendall saying i love my siblings but i'm not in love with them really shook me because i was like that's so funny because like that's a line you use like I love them, but I'm not in love with them. Like with like romantic partners. So like to Mm -hmm. say that about your own siblings is like, so ew. And just like, he's, he's really going down and I'm worried for that guy. I don't even, 
it's like all of my expectations are out the window of of what's gonna happen i mean Mm -hmm. every episode they throw my guesses out not even guesses but like i was thinking i was like oh good shiv shiv and tom are being honest with each other and they're kind of teaming up shiv kind of needs a partner in crime right now uh not anymore uh bye tom (laughs) you Mm -hmm. are very like no 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 so yeah i i mean this whole episode for shiv like when they find out about Matson being a freaking liar and okay, but I'm all this also, other stuff. I'm, con- I'm confused. I'm confused on if the, and maybe I'm going to sound dumb because maybe I, who know who knows? I'm confused on if the India stuff is a ploy, like a plot that they're like feeding, like a lie they're feeding them mm-hmm. because that only got fed to Roman and Kendall when they dropped the ball about the the blood bricks to the his PR person so then Mm -hmm. I was like is she just like playing a game and like saying this stuff is like move I was confused I'm intrigued to see where it goes I did see a tweet of someone guessing if that were if they were lying about Mm -hmm. that today and the NPR writer who reviews them every week the episodes every week Linda Holmes she responded to that tweet and she was like, what benefit would it be? Like, she was like questioning that theory hmm. and that, and she's gotten some of the episodes early. I don't, I don't know if she still has them. So I was like, Hmm, like she's coming in with some other context. It's just so hard to know because I feel like would this show, like would this show is so based in reality? Like would business people really do such an elaborate kind of like this hoax to like catch I mean, them in a no lie one would but Matson. yeah so but it's like i don't know like he's done a lot of other like the blood bricks of it all like i don't how i don't know so i just got so worried when like Ro- when roman dropped that shiv told them about the blood bricks thing and then roman told his pr girl i can't remember her name um, about that yeah and then I was like, oh, no, like Shiv just got caught and kind of is ruining her chances of Matson giving her anything because she just got mm-hmm. caught um, telling her siblings about that. And so then I was just like, I don't really trust anything after that. So I could be wrong and it could be real. Well, and that's goes like those are the business things that are way over my head. So I trust Linda Holmes over me. <laughs> well, that's I just yeah, like I just have no clue because I do feel like. Ebba, it was hard to read their expressions when they, when like they were calling out Madsen. Like, I don't know. And I, I also don't know how good of an actor is Madsen. Like, I, I literally don't know what to expect anymore. Yeah. I have no idea. So it could, it could literally go either way. Ebba kind of seemed like she was back on team Madsen at the end of the episode. She was being kind of sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, I have no idea who, who's saying what and what's true. Mm-hmm. And we don't even know, is Ebba just like, is she that afraid of Matson, or does she just really want to hold on until February, like she says? And so she's just like, yeah, I, I guess I'll just go along with it. I, I have no clue. No idea. I don't know. I don't even really know how many answers about any questions we're actually going to even get with this I don't show. either. All the, of the season finales they've had. Although, like, I would definitely want, I've always wanted more 
they are so good that I like feel like I would feel basically satisfied like the writing is so good that I feel like I trust them I do I do trust them fully and I'm thinking about the season finales now too and it's like they're so good and yet they always leave us on like a cliffhanger so it's like what are they gonna do is there like if there's no cliffhanger I don't even know what that would be like but there will be a cliffhanger because we're like ending it in three days and Mm -hmm. so we're and like based off the podcast it's basically confirmed like we're not going to be like jumping ahead similar to like veep style where like we got get to see how like everyone ends up kind of thing Mm -hmm. we're not really going to be able to see what happens and i feel like that's a cliffhanger in and of itself yeah i guess that's true and i'm here for it can't wait there you have it thank you for listening bye bye (laughs) 